You're listening to Rocket Night. This is Sharice with Rock at Night. We're here at the Brass Mug Tampa speaking with Cinema Stereo. And they just, well, you're finishing up a tour now, correct? Correct, yeah. We're just coming back from our tour. First of all, let's introduce everybody. I want everybody to say their name. My name's Sebastian. I'm the lead guitar player. I'm Ian Reha. I'm lead vocalist, bass, and keyboards. And my name is Luke Pay. I'm the drummer. All right. So I understand you all formed the band during COVID. You want to tell me the story? Somebody want to tell me? Um, so I, so I've known Sebastian for about like five or six years now, and we'd always like had a dream of having a band. And then once COVID happened, it was like, all right, we got kind of got to like make this happen because when the world shut down, there was no, like, it wasn't up to us anymore. Like the world said, you can't do it. And that like really like ticked us off. So then we started really hard going after it once things opened up again. We found Luke, got some gigs, and we were off and running. Now you guys are based in Jacksonville? Orlando. Orlando. Oh, I'm glad you corrected me because for some reason I keep thinking Jacksonville. Okay, so Orlando. So you got the band together and you, I guess you wrote some songs prior. When did you record your uh, EP? So around this time last year, um, in August, we started for the first time going to record a single. And then about eight weeks later, we did another one. And we had a couple songs. People were like, you guys are actually kind of like somewhat interesting, pretty good. We thought maybe we should go back and finish like the rest of the songs. So in around January this year, we went back and finished uh, the other six songs and put out the eight song record in uh, June. Now I listened to the uh, EP, which is self-titled Cinema Stereo. And you definitely have captured a real 70s, 80s retro rock sound. I hear influences, every, everything from Motley Crue to Led Zepp to um, Steven Tyler, Aerosmith. I definitely hear Aerosmith, your voice. <laughs> and uh, tell me, how do guys, I presume in your 20s, like and get into this kind of music? Um, it was really my parents. Um, when I was younger, they played me ACDC and Aerosmith, and I kind of just was off and running from there. Like, once I had a guitar, because there wasn't really anything that caught my attention that was guitar riff-oriented in our modern music. It's a lot of, like, synthesized things or electronic beats. So I had to go back in time to find those guitar riff-oriented bands. I don't know, Luke, do you have anything else to add on that? Oh, I would just, I would basically say the same thing, uh, but more so from a drumming standpoint. Um, my dad was a drummer and he had a bunch of music lying around the house and so I gravitated towards bands like Rush and The Police and really I guess heavily drums <laughs> and uh, I was just obsessed and have been since. 
And I think like a lot of times with like older music, there was a lot more boundary pushing and a lot more just like letting things happen versus like nowadays things are very much controlled from a lot of outside sources. So there's not a lot of diversity in the new rock music that's coming out. It's always well, hard to find it. And what do you think about it, Sebastian? I agree, um, especially with Ian's last point. A lot of the music that's produced nowadays is very polished. And, and, you know, I love the broken recordings. I listen to a lot of old blues guys, so like Muddy Waters and, you know, B.B. King, all those guys. And I love just the authenticity and rawness of their recordings. Yeah, I don't like all this slick stuff that they're doing with the engineering now, with voices, etc. I think you miss a lot of the nuances. Some people sound better live than the, the records. Um, who are some bands that you are listening to right now, if you were to go in the car? Tame Impala, for one. I'm in a huge Duran Duran kick right now. Gosh, I'm trying to think right now. I would say probably Jane's Addiction at the moment. Now, there's a lot of retro bands. Uh, I guess Greta Van Fleet, for one, everybody knows. Uh, and uh, we've noticed we're friends with another band called Max Satter, and they're touring with Dirty Honey right now. Uh, we're friends with them, and... Uh, Everybody seems to be kind of going back to the old. I'm thinking maybe did COVID cause people to maybe go back to vintage? And um, I don't really think it was like COVID. I just think people are starting to realize that rock and roll is really boring like right now. So like I think our generation grew up with our parents' records and we haven't seen anything in the last 30 years that's as interesting as 60 years ago and like 60 to 30 years ago. Tell me about your tour. You guys went up to various places. You started in, what, South Dakota? Let's talk about the tour. Anything uh, funny or interesting you want to add about your experience? Um, we saw a grown man dressed as a baby in St. Louis. <laughs> that was an interesting experience, head to toe, diaper and everything. Um, you guys got anything? The van broke down. Yeah, the van broke down. Let's speak with the, uh, you want to speak with Joshua too? He's, uh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. On the way up there, our van broke down about halfway to South Dakota. Our van stalled in the middle of a truck stop, and we had to run the code at AutoZone to find out what was wrong with it, and we were worried we weren't going to make it to South Dakota, but after calling about 25 mechanics across the state of Missouri, um, things worked out for us, and for 100 bucks, we were back on the road. Wow. That's, that's one, one of the things about traveling in a van. Uh, when you travel in a van, do you sleep in a van or do you uh, go to a hotel? What's it like roughing it? <laughs> um, I mean, I had, I think I had the most cushy scenario. So in our van, we slept in it, but I built a loft. So we stored our gear underneath where I slept. So I had like the, the largest space to spread out on, but the guys had the rows and our t poor TM had to sleep across the front seats with a box in the middle as a way to support like the lumbar. I doubt you got very good sleep then. <laughs> Actually, the white noise is quite nice. We, we did a hotel on our off night and it was weirdly quiet. Like not having any like cars going by or the engine rumbling or the AC on, like it was weird like how quiet it was. And everyone snored the entire night, it was terrible. Any interesting stories on the road that you were? Um, we were at a travel stop and it was, I believe, in the process of being robbed because some guy came in with a bulletproof vest and a mask on and just started taking a bunch of stuff. So we got out of there. We didn't find out what happened, but it looked pretty sketchy. Jesus. <laughs> Anything 
what's the highlight for you? <laughs> this is uh, Luke. I, uh, I found that my sort of chaotic way of my day-to-day -day living is best fitting for uh, on the road. It's, uh, it's definitely more comfortable than being sort of a, you know, uh, you can just, you function differently. I mean, I, fo I function on opposite hours, and I just find that it, it really works better. You're a night person. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I go to bed like three or four. Yeah, it's around the same, if not later. <laughs> I was going to say. I'd say that like being on the, the road like puts a schedule in place where a lot of times my ADD doesn't let me have a schedule, but when there's like you have a show at this time, you need to be at the venue at this time, there's only these, these three things to eat, it like puts like a very like childlike schedule on you, which I guess can be very like hindering in the long run, but it's really nice when your life seems very chaotic at times. Yeah. You can't sleep in a van. Like you can't sleep in, in a van. <laughs> Which was your favorite city to go to as far as the reception that you received? Um, I would say, um, I mean, I believe like Franklin was pretty good. Um, at Des Moines was cool. Um, I don't know. That's, yeah, For, that's hard. I don't know. For me, I, I got to go uh, Covington, Kentucky, which is outside Cincinnati, yeah. only because I saw like people I hadn't seen in 10 years that night. Like they were like old neighbors that came out to see me and it was like a shock. I hadn't seen them in person in over 10 years since I was like 13 years old. That's nice. It's like a family reunion in a sense. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like weird seeing them. It felt like a fever dream. It felt like I was like asleep. Now, um, what's in store next for the band? Uh, you're finishing up the tour. What's, what's on the horizon the rest of the year? Uh, we're heading back in the studio probably next month to start pre-production on some new songs, stuff like that. Thanks a lot for joining Rock at Night, and we look forward to seeing you guys become very successful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.